Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you want a chance to go to the most appealing game in town? Dr. Pepper is giving away four tickets to the games at Huntington Park on May 24th, 25th, or 26th. If that isn't sweet enough, the lucky winners will be invited to the Pepsi Party Deck to view the games with free food and beverages. The time is ripe to enter. For your chance to win, visit a Kroger near you or drpepperbaseball.com. That's drpepperbaseball.com and fill out the entry form. Don't miss your chance to take your bunch to a game. Enter today. Content warning. In this episode, we do discuss suicide. Please be safe and take care of yourself. Can a young divorcee and a widow find a third chance at love? Today, we are going to find out. I'm Sarah Wendell. I'm Alicia Rye. Welcome to Love Struck Daily, where we bring a love story to your ears every single day. Alicia, we have good news. We have very good news. I texted you about this good news immediately as soon as I found out. So a couple of weeks ago, we had um, a friend and fellow romance novel lover, Katie, on the show. And she talked about her experience using a matchmaker after getting fed up with app after app after app. Yes. And she found success with her matchmaker and she found a lovely man. And I got a text from her this week. With a picture of a ring, a beautiful ring, I might add, that he designed for her. And they are engaged now. So congratulations to Katie and her fiancé. Yay! Congratulations, Katie! And we're so happy for them. That I love that episode. Both those episodes. We did a part one and a part two with her and her matchmaker. And we'll put a link in the show notes if you want to go back and listen. Is that like your top favorite one? Those two might be my top favorite. I I feel like I listen to some and I'm like, wow, this one's my favorite. (laughs) What about you? Which ones are your favorite of our past? Because you know, we have like 50 episodes already out. I know. And it's amazing to me. It's really amazing. (laughs) I loved the episode with Amanda because I work with Amanda every day. Oh, I love that episode too. 
But I think my overall favorite, the one that has really stuck with me, is the mm-hmm. one with Logan Yuri, who was the relationship director of relationship science. Yeah, yeah, relationship science at Hinge. Yeah, and the study of the data that that provides about human courtship and interaction yeah. is just fascinating, and also the way in which. Logan sort of described evolving relationships. That was one of my favorite episodes for sure. I like what you said about what stays with you because that's, I think, why I like Katie's episode so much because I think at the end of it, she said something about how you should always move towards something, not run away from it. And that stuck with me so much. I put it like in my next book. (laughs) Like I put that (gasps) advice in my next book. I I don't know if I told her that (laughs) because I, I just loved our conversation around that and how that's true. Like you do you should be moving towards something instead of running away. And I I think that's really important to remember. Well, we also have many listeners who have joined us on episodes. A few weeks ago, Brittany Perrine joined us on the podcast to talk about losing her husband very young and venturing out to find love again. Well, listener Cindy Hoy heard that episode and was inspired to write in with her love story. And we are absolutely delighted to speak with her today. Welcome, Cindy. Thank you so much for writing in, Cindy. We really appreciate it. We get real excited when anyone writes in. Yeah. <laughs> and we love to hear, well, we love to hear everybody's story, but you had a very interesting story. So we're really excited about this. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your backstory, basically? So walk us through chronologically your love life. What what's what have you been doing? <laughs> what have you been up to? <laughs> Great question. So we'll start with my ex fiance. Okay. I met him on my twenty first birthday, actually. It was the summer of two thousand and six. And we sort of were like very hot and heavy right away, like got into it, got serious. Within eight months we were engaged. <laughs> right, very soon and very young. And then we planned for having a wedding in on August 8th, 2008. So 8808 was going to be our wedding day. We were both set to be done with college um, in May of 2008. Mm-hmm. So we, And then he got a job in Arizona. So we were going to move down there after the wedding. Okay. Like invites had gone out. RSVPs were coming back. And then we went down to Arizona. We had worked with a realtor and like got a house to rent. We got him all settled. And I flew back home to finish like prepping for the wedding and the move. Mm-hmm. And had been like a couple few weeks that we were apart then. And I got an email one day. It was one month before the wedding and the day before my birthday, (gasps) he called off the wedding. No. Over Mm -hmm. email. Over email. Yes. (laughs) Yep. I mean, it was like 2008, but Mm -hmm. there were definitely other forms of communication. There were many. He didn't pick up the phone? Nope. Was it a very, I'm, I'm so curious about this email. Like, was it a very long email? It was not very long, not as long as Ugh. like you might want it to be. Wow. I was part of this like online community at the time and they had all said like, Oh, you're too young to be getting married and he was like, Oh, I think you're I think your forum is right. I think we're just too young and like we rushed your into Your forum this. is right. Right. I was like, No, screw you. You've never <laughs> cared about my forum. <laughs> Yeah. He got cold feet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you like call him and be like, bro, what the hell? <laughs> Pretty much, yes, I did. 
I was like, well, I'm going to fly down. We need to talk about this in person. He was like, don't come down here. If you come down here, I won't see you. I have one thing to say. Wow. And that thing is. Yeah. Did he even explain what changed his mind? I am aghast that he would do this. Yeah. Welcome to all the reactions of my friends and family for like months. Things are a blessing in disguise. Yes. You know, I'm sure you lost a lot of money, but not as much as you would have lost in a divorce. So. (laughs) Well, exactly. Better a month before than a month after. So. (laughs) Were you afraid to like check your email after that? (laughs) Did you have trauma around your email? (laughs) Right. Like something comes in and you're like, oh, God, what's this going to (laughs) be? Okay, so this guy is now out of the picture. Yes. What's next for you? I still believed in my heart of hearts that we were like meant to be together and he was just like scared and like Okay. <laughs> so my friends had my back and like the whole like they were mad at him and like they were there supporting me. They did not have my back in this like ultimate fantasy Those are some where we still ended up. Yeah. Yes. They tried to talk me out of it. Hindsight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yes, hindsight. Whew. So I'm not interested, you know, in like moving on, in dating, in doing anything. Again, everybody had my back, including his best man who calls me and is like, well, sent me a message. And he, I don't remember everything it said, but I know at one point he said like he wanted to scoop me up and make it better. This guy, he's like, I know it was very cute. He's an extrovert and I'm an introvert. So I had like hermited myself because I was so sad. I just sat on my sister's couch for three weeks and like ate snacks and watched TV because I don't have a place to live or a job or a plan because I was supposed to be in Arizona with Mm -hmm. my husband. So he is like, we need to get you out of the house. You need to leave the house. He's divorced and he's also very so he's 23 and divorced so he's like i've been through this like let's we need to get you out and so we went to a restaurant one night we sat at the bar and they were doing bingo and that became like a tradition we did bingo every wednesday for like years yeah sometimes just the two of us really very wholesome (laughs) right (laughs) just bingo yeah that's sweet yeah sometimes there'd be like 15 of us there like lots of people would come and join us like they just knew like Cindy and Aaron, they play bingo on Wednesday nights. And, like, this is the best man of the groom who just dumped me. Like, they're trying to make me feel better and help me get through it. That's really nice, though. That's, like, a good man. Very nice. So then it's, like, I go back up to my college town for a friend's birthday. So I go up for the weekend and I meet this guy, Eric. Mm -hmm. And by the end of the night, I was over my ex. Aww. Like... Eric was very sweet and like asked you a question and listened to the answer and just in one night showed me how a woman should be treated in a way that my ex had never done in two years. <laughs> yeah. How were his email messages though? Were they good? <laughs> um, they were good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Actually, that's being- <laughs> important, important consideration here. Yeah. See, well, it was mostly texts with us, but they were good messages. And we, he would joke a lot about like, "Ooh, you should check your email. Like, that oh, no. A joke. <laughs> <laughs> um, Eric and I dated for about a year. He was just very sweet and funny and kind of helped me heal my broken heart and like yeah. helped me move on and really like show me what a a relationship could be. Unfortunately, I didn't know that he had like undiagnosed and untreated depression. I didn't know that there was any family history. I didn't know that he had talked about suicide several years earlier. Oh, no. Mm -hmm. So one day I get a call and they tell me that he's gone. 
I just sort of like collapsed to the floor. Like once again, here I was in a relationship that I thought I was like, okay, this is it. This is good. Mm -hmm. And like for the second time in my young life, yeah, very young, my yeah, my future is just catastrophically derailed. Just everything I thought and planned for gone. Oh gosh, it's it's difficult. I think especially when the person is so young. And it's not expected and it's very sudden for, for people to know how to react. And when you're their significant other, I think it's very awkward for them because they're like, well, obviously, you know, you're going to go find someone new. But I, how do you say that? Like, that's a kind of a painful right. thing <laughs> right. to say, you know? Yeah, it was weird. It's like not being married, not being part of the family. But then, like, I felt like I was the person who knew him most at that time because, mm-hmm. you you know, when you're so close to someone in your relationship, it's a different relationship than, like, a brother or a of sister course. or a friend. Yeah. So I felt very close, but in my head. So the difference between the previous heartbreak and this one is that I knew I was strong enough to get through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I was devastated and I was numb and I was like, okay, if I just wait it out, I know eventually I'll be able to breathe again. Yeah. Like I knew that time would help in this case. And then I'm sitting there feeling the most hurt but knowing, like, I get to move on and his brother doesn't. Yeah. His brother doesn't get to get a new brother. Right, like, right. So it's it's a very weird place to be in yeah. when you are close but not married. It was, a, it was a hard time. Yeah. We'll be back after this short break. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A., I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. At LASIK Plus, we know LASIK is a big decision, and every one of our patients is unique. That's why we customize your LASIK journey to you. I'm so busy right now. We offer a mix of convenient days and times, including 30-minute virtual appointments to fit your schedule. I would love it, but I have astigmatism. We treat thousands of patients with astigmatism every month with great outcomes. LASIK Plus is making your journey towards 2020 vision all about you. So visit MyLASIKOffer.com today to start your LASIK journey. After that, like, how did you... How did you approach dating? Like, what challenges did you face? And especially at such a young age, how how did you get out there? So in February of 2011, a friend, actually, Aaron, the best man from the first non-wedding. Oh, yeah, that guy. Bingo Aaron? Bingo Aaron. It was his girlfriend's birthday. So we they were, like, going out and hitting the bars. I was like, okay, you know what? Yes, it's been a few months. It's time. I have to like go out and see people and do a thing. I'm going to go do a thing. Like I put on a dress and I went and my best friend came along and we danced and we drank and we had a good time. And I ended up meeting a guy at the bar, which is weird. I was like not the kind of person who goes to bars very much. I was like, right? what? This happens in real yeah. life. <laughs> but he was handsome and funny and he bought me a drink and like we ended up we went to get a slice of pizza at this little late night place he knew and it just reminded me like okay yes I knew I would get through this and now I am here and I can laugh and I can have fun and I can want things wow yeah well that's that's really nice though like it's nice that it was just some you know like it wasn't any grand romance or anything but it gave you that little nudge just opened me back up a little bit again so then July 2011, I'm planning my annual like friend cabin trip for my birthday. And I stop into the DMV. And I don't remember why. Aaron worked at the DMV at the time. Bingo, Aaron. Mm-hmm. But I was like, oh, hey, you should come to the cabin this weekend. We're, mm-hmm. we're all going to go up. It's going to be great. And like by some miracle, he got that Friday off. Mm-hmm. So I had just gotten a new job in April. And I had just signed a lease with my best friend. We were, I was finally moving out, like moving on up. Mm-hmm. So in the process of like packing and getting ready for that, I found some wedding planning books that Aaron's ex-wife had lent to me. Oh. <laughs> so I was like, I'm going to bring these to the cabin and we are going to burn these in the fire. Nice. From bingo to burn it all down. Nice. <laughs> 
So we did. We burned them. And so the rest of the weekend, we kind of were like very close to each other, like maybe arms brushing as we floated on the lake. Like we took the kayaks, just the two of us, and went out kayaking, like sitting on the futon, giggling late into the night when we didn't want to go to bed, just very close the rest of the weekend. And I dropped him off on Sunday night and I went home and I thought like, holy shit, am I about to start dating Aaron? So you kind of found each other that weekend. Yeah. After, so we had known each other for four years at that point. So a week later, there's like this big annual book sale and we Mm -hmm. went to that and we just like, we were very close all day. Like we went to lunch, we wandered around the mall, like just doing, it felt like a very couple day that we spent together. I went home and I was like, okay, so we had like last weekend, we had this weekend, like what, what are we doing? Are we, are we really doing this? Like, and how, how do we do it? Like, how do we Mm -hmm. make that leap? Like, if that's what we're doing, how do we get there? But that night Aaron texted me (laughs) because apparently we were very afraid of in-person communication in my life. (laughs) (laughs) But he texted me and he was like, hey, so I don't know how you feel, but like, I've had a great time with you these last like couple weeks, and I think that we should date. Oh, that's a good text. See, that's a good communication. <laughs> it <laughs> was over time. <laughs> and you Aww. know, when he sent that, his heart was like pounding right out of his like his head. A hundred percent, it was. Yeah. <laughs> and so, how long did you two date, you and Aaron? We dated for four years, and then decided to elope. Aww. So again, we're just like texting one night and we decide to elope that weekend because the Star Trek convention is in Las Vegas. So we're going to go to Vegas and we're going to go to the Star Trek convention and we're going to get married. I love it. <laughs> what a like what a wonderfully yeah. like nerdy way to elope. <laughs> I love it. It's <laughs> adorable. We decided on a Wednesday night. We got dresses on Thursday. We got rings Thursday night. We flew to Vegas Friday morning and we got married at the top of the stratosphere on Friday evening. Aww. When you decided to get married, did you have any moment of like that sort of past trauma rise up where you're like, oh no? I would have thought that I would, but I, like Aaron and I have known each other so much for so long now that I did not, mm. I did not have any doubts or qualms because That's our lovely. relationship is so solid. Yeah. And like, I just, I trust him. Mm. So I knew like from the moment we started dating, I was like, okay, he's never going to hurt me like that. Yeah. What advice would you give either younger you or somebody who might be in their 20s kind of facing these same struggles? You're going to make mistakes and that's fine. When I first was going to move in with my ex, my mom was worried. Mm -hmm. She was like, well, I don't want to see you get hurt. I'm like, well, you can't prevent that. If it's going to happen, it's going to happen. And Mm -hmm. how are you going to learn what you deserve if you don't? Well, Ideally, you could learn what you deserve without getting hurt in the meantime. But making mistakes helps you it does help. become better for your next relationship, yeah. I think. So. 100%. Yeah. yeah, you take something away, I think, from every relationship, whether it's good or bad. Right. Always best to at least take those teachings and make something productive of them. It sounds like you did. Right. Yeah. So if you're going to make a mistake, like figure out what you can learn from it. Better learn from it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you so much. Would you like to plug any social media or anything? Um, I'm on Instagram. I'm Robotic Ginger. It's mostly a lot of yarn and cats. That's really adorable. <laughs> oh, I'm here for all yeah, of these things. Sarah is a fan of both those things. <laughs> Big time. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on. We really, really appreciated this. This has been a lovely conversation. And, and you know, we wish you all the best. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a delight. Sarah, what is your love to go today for that very lovely episode? I think Cindy said two things that are really important. One, 
You will get through this. Whatever is hard right now, you will get through it. And you're going to make mistakes, and that's okay. But also, bingo. Sometimes the classics do a lot (laughs) of work to help you out. (laughs) Mistakes are important, and so is bingo. (laughs) But I also want to remind any listeners, if you are struggling with suicidal thoughts, you can get help, and we would like you to get help, please. You can call 1-800-273-TALK. That's 1-800-273-8255. You can connect 24-7 to a crisis counselor by texting the crisis text line. Text HOME to 741-741. If you have a love story to share or any questions or thoughts, please send an email to lovestruckdaily at frolic.media and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at lovestruckdaily. Our researcher is Jesse Epstein. Our editor is Jen Jacobs. We are produced by Abigail Steckler and Little Scorpion Studios with executive producer Frolic Media. This is an iHeartRadio podcast. We wish you a very happy ever after. Bingo! Cindy, can you pronounce your last name for me, or do you want us to not use your last name? Um, I don't mind if you use it, but I would love for you to guess first. Okay. Is it Hoffy? No. Huffy? It rhymes with toy. It's just hoy. Hoy. Really? It's way too many letters. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Hoy. Got it. Cindy Hoy. Awesome.